the enlightened one, the Lord, finally lost his temper and slit their throats. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Buddhist Books Podcast. It's also part 44, is it? 43. 43 of the Tipitaka recitals on Edward Reeves' Buddhist Books Podcast, in which I am determined to finish Nisagia. So this will be parts 27, 28, 29, and 30. We'll say the uh, in which we finish reading Nisakya. So these are the forfeitures. So things where the monks aren't supposed to have something, they got too many of something, or they were greedy, so they have to give something up, give something back. If this is your first time seeing me, do please feel free to click way up in the tree, and that will take you to the Tipitaka playlist. You can start with episode one. Welcome to our special guest for today. I was thinking to bring out baby Krishna, but I don't know. I feel like I would be doing an injustice since I, I went into so much depth for Guru Nanak, went into so much depth for Shiva, that I'm just not prepared right now to give a full biography of Krishna with, uh, with maps of Vrindavan and whatnot. So... We'll save that for another day. And I'd like to do some more research on that. It's, he is sort of uh, an ancestor of my wife, you might say, back a few hundred, few thousand years, rather. And they recently uh, discovered a city underwater, which supposedly is the city that we, in which Krishna, the man, was king, the man who later became a god and uh, later became the god we know as Krishna. There was a man at the, at the root of all that, and he was a king, and he had a city. And I would like to put on scuba gear and go down and see that city one of these days, but that'll be something for the Esoterra Nerd podcast, probably, rather than the, uh, the Buddhist Books podcast, because it's just a little bit off to the side. But I will definitely, um, at some point, do a good... Uh, you know, a good, you know, 10 minutes talking worth of, of research on Krishna and bring him out as a guest. We bring our little baby Krishna when we go places. And uh, it's a lot of responsibility in keeping one of those because you have to feed it every day, which means put food up to its mouth. And I like to go munch, 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 and then a little spoonful of water, put it up to his mouth, and I like to go... That, that part's not required. But um, our guest today, uh, we call him Froggy. Initially, I called him Kermit the Pig. But over time, I got to know that he, he's, a, he's Froggy. So basically, you might be able to tell that he's a pig pretending to be a frog. I hope that's PC. Um, and uh, another layer of, of, of interestingness, another layer of deception, you might say, is that he's made uh, by a company based in and entirely functioning inside of China. The company's based in Shanghai, but the company has a Korean name, and the label is Korean, and they position it, the whole thing, everything about it, like it's a Korean product from a Korean company. But apparently, if you read the label, if someone who speaks Korean reads the label, it's gibberish. It's just Korean letters put together, phrases at random. 
So, he's a pig pretending to be a frog, made by people in Shanghai pretending to be Korean. I think it's cute. He's always very happy, as you can see. So, I mean, regardless of whatever else you might say about his character or his origin, he's, he's good-natured, and isn't that really what counts? Or it counts, counts a lot. I mean, if he was, like, frowning, if he was just sort of had, like, a bad energy about him, then it'd be like, what? Well, who is this pretender? But, uh, yeah, his, his, uh, his personality is good. He's a good personality. All right. That's, that's about enough of an intro, I'd say. Shall we get back to the reading? <clears throat> Let's do it. Forfeiture. Nisagia, 27. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Sabati in the Jetta Grove in Anattapindika's monastery, their usual hangout, in other words. At that time, a certain man, going off on a journey, said to his wife, quote, Weighing yarn, give it to a certain weaver, getting him to weave robe material. Take care of it. When I come back, I will present Master Upananda with robe material. End quote. A certain monk, as he was going for alms, heard this man as he was speaking thus. Then this monk approached the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans. And having approached, he spoke thus to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans. Quote, You, reverend Upananda, are of great merit, for at a certain place, a certain man, going off on a journey, said to his wife, quote, within quotes, weighing yarn, three dots. I will present Master Upananda with robe material, end quote, within quotes, end quote. Quote, sir, he is my supporter, end quote, he said. For this very weaver was the supporter of the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans. Then the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, approached this weaver, and having approached, he spoke thus, to the weaver, quote, Sir, this robe material is being specially woven for me. Make it long and wide and rough. Make it evenly woven and well woven and well scraped and well combed. End quote. Quote, Honored sir, having weighed this yarn, they gave it to me, saying, quote within quotes, Weave robe material with this yarn, end quote within quotes. Honored sir, I am not able to make it long or wide or rough, but I am able, honored sir, to make it evenly woven and well woven and well scraped and well combed, end quote. Upananda replies, quote, You, if you please, sir, make it long and wide and rough. There will not come to be a shortage of this yarn. End quote. Then the weaver, as soon as the yarn had been brought, setting it up on the loom, went up to that woman, and having gone up, he said to that woman, quote, The master wants yarn. End quote. Quote, Were you not master, told by me, quote, then quotes, Weave robe material with that yarn, end quote, within quotes, end quote. Quote, it is true that I, lady, was told by you, quote, within quotes, weave robe material with this yarn, end quote, within quotes. But Master Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, said to me, quote, within quotes, you, if you please, sir, make it long and wide and rough. There will not come to be a shortage of this yarn, end quote, within quotes. End quote. Then that woman gave a second time just as much yarn as she had given at first. 
Then the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, heard it said that, quote, the man is come back from his journey, end quote. Then the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, approached that man's dwelling, and having approached, he sat down on the appointed seat. Then that man approached the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, and having approached and greeted the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, he sat down at a respectful distance. As he was sitting down at a respectful distance, that man said to his wife, quote, Is that robe material woven? End quote. Quote, Yes, master, that robe material is woven. End quote. She calls her husband master? And, uh, excuse me, open quote, bring it. I will present Master Upananda with robe material, end quote. Then that woman, bringing that robe material and giving it to her husband, told him this matter. Then that man, giving that robe material to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, have great desires. They are not contented. It is not easy to present them with robe material. How can Master Upananda, before being invited by me, going up to a householder's weavers, put forward a consideration with regard to robe material? End quote. Monks heard that man who, three dots, spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, before being invited, going up to a householder's weavers, put forward a consideration with regard to robe material? End quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. Quote, is it true, as is said, that you, Upananda, before being invited, going up to a householder's weavers, put forward a consideration with regard to robe material? End quote. It is true, Lord. Is he a relation of yours? Upananda, or not a relation? He is not a relation, Lord. Foolish man. One who is not a relation does not know what is suitable or what is unsuitable or what is right or what is wrong for one who is not a relation. Thus will you Foolish men, before being invited, going up to a householder's weavers, put forward a consideration with regard to robe material. It is not, foolish man, for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. A man or a woman householder who is not a relation may cause robe material to be woven by weavers for a monk. Then if that monk, before being invited, going up to the weavers, should put forward a consideration with regard to the robe material, saying, quote within quotes, now, sirs, make this robe material. This robe material is being specially woven for me. Make it long and wide and rough. Make it evenly woven and well woven and well scraped and well combed. If you do so, we could give the venerable ones something other or in addition. End quote, end quotes. And if the monk speaking thus should give something or other in addition, even as little as the contents of a begging bowl. There is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. End quote. For a monk means, for the good of a monk, making a monk an object, being desirous of presenting to a monk. 
a man who is not a relation means. The one who is not related on the mother's side or on the father's side back through seven generations. Wait, making a monk an object. So I think, yeah, for a monk, it's for the monk. The monk is the object in the sentence. Now that's an interesting thing. Objectification. People think, oh, making it an object, making it a dead thing, making it like it's a rock, right? The objectification of something, right, is bad, right? I am going to give a gift to my wife. I have just made my wife the object, grammatically speaking, of that sentence, in the same way that they are making the monk the object. Desirous of presenting to the monk. The objectification of the monk. Subjectify the monk. The monk is receiving a gift from me. Did I do it? Or did I just rearrange? Never mind. It's not important. It's not important. Just a silly, silly thought idea. Yes. <clears throat> a householder means he who lives in a house. A woman householder means she who lives in a house. So just like a regular Smurf, but with E-T-T-T -T -T at the end, you know. By weavers means by weavers. By weavers. Robe material means any one robe material of the six kinds of, in parentheses, kinds of is in parentheses, robe material including the least one fit for assignment. May cause to be woven means causes to be woven. If that monk means the particular monk for whom the robe material is being woven. Before being invited means before it was said to him in parentheses, quote within quotes, what kind of robe material do you want, honored sir? What kind of robe material shall I have woven for you? End quote within quotes. Going up to the weavers means going to the house, approaching them anywhere, them in parentheses, should put forward a consideration with regard to the robe material means. He says, quote, then quotes, now sirs, this robe material is being specially woven for me. Make it long and wide and rough. Make it evenly woven and well woven and well scraped and well combed. If you do so, we could give the venerable ones something or other in addition. End quote within quotes. And if the monk speaking thus could give something or other in addition, should give something or other in addition, even as little as the contents of a begging bowl means. The contents of a begging bowl are called congeon rice, and solid food, and a lump of chuna, and a toothpick, and unwoven thread, and even, and he even speaks Dhamma. I will speak Dhamma to you do this thing for me. <laughs> if, according to what he says, he makes it long or wide or rough, there is an offensive wrongdoing in the action. It is to be forfeited on acquisition. It should be forfeited to the order, to a group, or to an individual. And thus, monks, should it be forfeited. Quote, within quotes, Honored sirs, before I was invited, open parenthesis, to take, close parenthesis, this robe material, Approaching the weavers of a householder who is not a relation, I put forward a consideration with regard to the robe material. It is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order. End quote within quotes three dots. Quote within quotes three dots. The order should give back three dots. Let the venerable ones give back three dots. I will give back this robe to the venerable ones. End quote, within quotes. Is it? Yes. If, before being invited, going up to the weavers of a householder, thinking that he is not a relation when he is not a relation, he puts forward a consideration with regard to robe material. There is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If, being in doubt as to whether he is a, or he is not a relation, right, before being invited, going up to the weavers of a householder, he puts forward a consideration with regard to robe material. There is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. 
If before being invited, going up to the weavers of a householder, thinking that he is a relation when he is not a relation, he puts forward a consideration with regard to robe material, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks he is not a relation when he is a relation, there is an offensive wrongdoing. So even if you're not breaking the rule, if you think you're breaking the rule, you did something wrong. But you don't have to give it up in that case. It's just you did something wrong because you thought you were doing something wrong. Make sense? So like if a guy goes in, you know, if... If my brother, I don't really have a brother, but if I have a brother and he goes in and says, oh, Edward's going to come a little bit later and pick up this soda. So here's here's a dollar or here's whatever, 50 rupees, whatever, for the soda that he's going to come pick up later. And then later I kind of sneak into the store, look around, take a soda and sneak out. <laughs> Like, I didn't do anything illegal because the soda's actually paid for. I just thought that I was stealing it. So in the Buddha's order, that would mean that I did something wrong, but I don't have to give the soda back. Right? Kind of? Although in his order, stealing is like, you're not a monk anymore. So, yeah. If he is in doubt as to whether he is a relation, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that he is a relation when he is a relation... There is no offense. So, okay, so if you're a monk and you have a cousin, even a seventh cousin, who has robe weavers, and your seventh cousin is like, hey, I'm going to donate cousin uh, to you some robe material, and then they go on a trip, you can go up to the, to the weavers and say, hey, make it good, would you? Yeah? That's not an offense because it's your relative's weavers. It's clear, right? Okay. If he thinks that he is a relation, right. If there is no, there is no offense if it belongs to relations. If they are invited, if it is for another. Oh, okay. If it is by means of his own property, if desirous of having costly robe material woven, he has robe material costing little woven. Robe material in both of those cases being in parentheses. If he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. So, that was number 27. Pretty clear? So if it's for another, if you're a monk and you know that that house over there that you're not related to, that the other monk's not related to, that they're having some robe material woven for your friend, who's another monk, and you take it upon yourself to go up to the weavers and say, that robe material that you're making for my friend, the monk over there, Make it nice, would you? Just just make it really nice. I, I like to see my friend smile when he receives something. That's fine. It's when you go up for your own stuff. And then, there doesn't seem to be any clarification. Maybe that maybe this will be the next rule, but there doesn't seem to be any clarification if I as a monk have my friend who's a monk go tell those people to make that robe material that's for me a certain way. So Maybe there's the loophole, A. Any Theravadans out there who want to circumvent that one? Just come to me. Just call me the circumventor of Nisagayas. No. I'm just kidding. What do you think, Froggy? Yeah, same. Be more like Froggy. That's all this. Meditate upon being more like Froggy. All right. Enough silliness. <clears throat> Gosh, we're almost halfway through the second book of the shelves and shelves of books. Forfeiture. Nisagia, 28. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetted Road in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now, at that time, a certain chief minister, going on a journey, sent a messenger to the monks, saying, quote, Let the reverend sirs come. C-O-M-E, nothing weird. 
I will give a Reigns residence gift, gift in parentheses, end quote. The monks thinking, quote, a Reigns residence gift in parentheses at the end of the Reigns is allowed by the Lord, end quote. Being scrupulous did not go. What? Okay, it is allowed, so they did not go because they were scrupulous. Is it a typo? Let's just keep reading, find out. The chief minister, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the reverend ones not come when a messenger was sent by me? Well, I am going with the army. Life is uncertain. Death is uncertain. End quote. Monks heard that chief minister, who, three dots, spread it about. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reason talk, reasoned talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you, monks, having accepted a special robe, to lay it aside, end quote. Now at that time, monks said, quote, It is allowed by the Lord, accepting a special robe, to lay it aside, end quote. These accepting special robes let the robe season pass. These robes tied up in bundles remained on a bamboo for hanging up robes. Then the venerable Ananda, as he was engaged in touring the lodgings, saw these robes tied up in bundles that remained on the bamboo for hanging up robes. Seeing them, he said to the monks, quote, Your reverences, whose are these robes tied up in bundles that remain on the bamboo for hanging up robes? And quote, quote, your reverence, they are our special robes, end quote. They said, quote, but for how long, your reverences, have these robes been laid aside, end quote. Quote, then, uh, then these monks told the Venerable Ananda when they had been laid aside. The Venerable Ananda, three dots, spread it about saying, quote, how can these monks, having accepted a special robe, let the robe season pass? End quote. Then the Venerable Ananda told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Is it true, as is said, monks, that monks, having accepted a special robe, let the robe season pass? End quote. Quote, it is true, Lord, they said. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, how, monks, can these foolish men, having accepted a special robe, let the robe season pass? Monks, it is not for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased, three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Quote, If a special robe should accrue to a monk ten days before the full moon of the first katika, first being in parentheses, Three months of the rains having passed, of the rains having passed being in parentheses. It may be accepted by that monk if he thinks of it as something special as something in parentheses. Having accepted it, it should be laid aside until the robe season, but he should not lay it aside for longer than that. But if he should lay it aside for longer than that, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. Yeah, quote. Uh, footnote, Katika is the month, October, November, when the full moon, or Punama, is near Pleiades. This month is the last of the five months of the rains. The full moon of Asayuja is called Katikatemasini. The full moon of Katika, the last month of the rains, is called Katikatumasini. Thus, there were two full moons in Katika. All right. Fair enough. Ten days before means ten days before the ceremony held at the end of the rains. The full moon of Katika, three months of the rains having passed, means of the rains having passed is in parentheses. The ceremony held at the end of the rains is called Katika. 
A special robe means one is desirous of going with the army, or one comes to be going on a journey, or one comes to be ill, or a woman becomes pregnant, or faith comes to be arisen in one who was without faith, or pleasing comes to be arisen in one who was not pleased. If such a one should send a messenger to the monks saying, quote within quotes, let the reverend sirs come, I will give a reigns residence gift, gift in parentheses, end quote within quotes, this means a special robe. It may be something accepted by that monk if he thinks of it as something special, as something in parentheses. Having accepted it, it should be laid aside until the robe season means. Making a sign, it must be laid aside. This is a special robe. The robe season means. If the katina cloth has not been formally in parentheses made, then the last month of the rains... If it has been formally in parentheses made, it is five months. Okay. If he should lay it aside for longer than that means, if the katina cloth has not been formally in parentheses made, and he lets the last day of the rains pass, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If the katina cloth has been formally in parentheses made, and he lets the day for removing the katina privileges in parentheses pass, it is to be forfeited. It should be forfeited to the order, to a group, or to an individual, and thus monks should it be forfeited. Quote within quotes. Honored sirs, letting pass the robe season, this special robe of mine is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order. End quote within quotes, three dots, quote within quotes, three dots. The order should give back three dots. Let the venerable ones give back three dots. I will give back this special robe to the venerable one. End quote. Within quotes. If he thinks that it is a special robe when it is a special robe, and lets the robe season pass, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he is in doubt as to whether it is a special robe and lets the robe season pass, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is not a special robe, when it is a special robe and lets the robe season pass, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that one is allotted when one is not allotted, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that one is assigned when it is not assigned, three dots. Oh, but I miss saying it. There is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that one is bestowed when it is not bestowed, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that one is lost when it is not lost, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that one is destroyed when it is not destroyed... Nice. I like hearing you say it. No, it, was, it wasn't you, it was the guy next to you. Anyway, sorry. There is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that one is burnt when it is not burnt, there is an offense of expiation if he thinks that one is stolen when it is not stolen and lets the robe season pass, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. Not forfeiting the robe which had to be forfeited, if he makes use of it, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is a special robe when it is not a special robe, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is not a special robe, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not a special robe when it is not a special robe, there is no offense. There is no offense if, within the season, it is allotted, assigned, bestowed, lost, destroyed, burnt, if they tear it from him, from him in parentheses, if they take it on trust, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. So that was number 28. I like how a monk can be mad. There's an allowance for that. So if a monk is just, everybody knows he's just not in his right mind. And he's doing all kinds of things. He's forgetting to wear the robe and the season you're supposed to wear the robe. And they're like, yeah, but that's monk Billy. Yeah, what can you do? He's mad, you know. And then there's an allowance for the first wrongdoer. So a, a monk gets new and he's like doing everything right. 
and then he just kind of spaces out and forgets to wear the robe during the season he's supposed to wear it, and he's wearing a different robe, and he's just focused on his studies and his meditation. And they're like, hey, hey, you didn't wear that. You know that's a, an offensive forfeiture. Oh, oh, it is? Oh, my God. Oh, it's the first thing I've ever done wrong. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So we'll let it pass. Like the cop that pulls over the kid whose parents died two months before and, uh, you know, lets him go even though he's on drugs and his car is not registered or insured. Hypothetically speaking, not like I've ever been in that situation. Ah, oh, the 90s. All right, well, um, I guess we're halfway through as far as the number of, um, you know, readings there are for today. But you can tell by tapping the screen and seeing how much time is left whether these next two are shorter or longer than the first two were. But I am in a state of not knowing, which I personally really dig. That means I like it for those of you who aren't familiar with the vernacular. Vernacular? Vern? Hey, Vern. Never mind. Forfeiture. Nisagia. 29. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Sabati in the Jetta Grove in Anattapindika's monastery. Now, at that time, Monks who had finished keeping the reins were staying in lodgings in the jungles. Thieves, open parentheses, the kind who attacked monks in the month, end parentheses, of Katika, attacked them. Say, that's like a specific kind of thief, like a subdivision of thief. Maybe the word, the Pali word, they have 50 words for thief, and that's the one that means the ones who attack monks during the reins. All right. Very specialized thieves, I'd say. Anyway, uh, attacked them, saying, quote, the monks have received possessions, end quote. They told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reason talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you, monks, when staying in the lodgings of the jungles, to lay aside one of the three robes inside a house, end quote. Now, at that time, monks thought, quote, It is allowed by the Lord when staying in lodgings in the jungles to lay aside one of the three robes inside a house. End quote. These, laying aside one of the three robes inside a house, were away for more than six nights. These robes were lost and destroyed and burnt and eaten by rats. The monks became badly dressed, wearing shabby robes. Other, in parentheses, monks spoke thus. Quote, How is it that you, your reverences, are badly dressed, wearing shabby robes? End quote. Then these monks told this matter to the monks. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these monks, laying aside one of the three robes inside a house, be away more than six nights? End quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Is it true, as is said, monks, that monks laying aside one of the three robes inside a house were away for more than six nights? End quote. It is true, Lord, they said. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, How, monks, can these foolish men, laying aside one of the three robes inside a house, be away for more than six nights? It is not, monks, for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Having spent the rains up to the full moon of Katika, in case a monk who is staying in such lodgings as those jungle lodgings, which 
are held to be dangerous and frightening, so desires, he may lay aside one of his three robes inside a house, and should there be any reason for that monk to be away separated from that robe, that monk may be away separated from that robe for at most six nights. Should he be away, separated from it, from it being in parentheses, for longer than that, except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. Having spent the reins means, when they have finished keeping the reins, keeping in parentheses, the full moon of Katika means it is called the night of Katika Katumasini, night of being in parentheses. Those jungle log lodgings means the last lodgings called jungle is 500 tanus measures away from the village. Away from the village is in parentheses. Dangerous means if in a monastery, in the precincts of a monastery, a place where thieves are halting is seen, a place where they are resting is seen, a place where they are sitting down is seen, a place where they are laying down is seen. Frightening means if in a monastery, in the precincts of a monastery, people injured by thieves are seen. People plundered are seen. People beaten are down are seen. People in parentheses in the second two of the three cases. In, the, in case a monk is staying in such lodgings means a monk staying in lodgings like these. Desires means wanting. Right. One of his three robes means the outer cloak or the upper robe, or the inner robe. May lay aside inside a house means he may lay it aside in the neighborhood, in a food village. And, there, and should there be any reason for that monk to be away, separated from that robe means should there be a reason, should there be something to be done? Something is in parentheses. That monk may be away, separated from that robe for at most six nights means he may be away, separated from it for six nights at the maximum. From it is in parentheses. Except on the agreement of the monks means, setting aside the agreement of the monks, should be away, separated from it for longer than that means it is to be forfeited at sunrise on the seventh day. It should be forfeited to the order, to a group, or to an individual. And thus, monks, should it be forfeited. Quote within quotes. Honored sirs, having been away, separated from this robe of mine for more than six nights, except on the agreement of the monks, it is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order. End quote within quotes, three dots, quote within quotes, three dots. The order should give back three dots. Let the venerable ones give back three dots. I will give back this robe to the venerable one. End quote. Within quotes. If he thinks that it is more, when it is more than six nights, and, in parentheses, is away, separated, except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he is in doubt as to whether it is more than six nights and is away, separated, except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is less when it is more than six nights, and in parentheses is away, separated, except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that the robe, in parentheses, is taken away when it is not taken away, three dots. I'll fill it in. There is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is bestowed when it is not bestowed, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is lost when it is not lost, there is an offense of expiation regarding forfeiture. If he thinks that it is destroyed when it is not destroyed, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is burnt when it is not burnt, there is an offense of expiation 
regarding forfeiture, involving forfeiture, excuse me. If he thinks that it is stolen when it is not stolen, and, in parentheses, is away except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. Not quite as menacing as defeats or some of those other ones. Oh, formal meeting, remember those? That was fun. Not forfeiting the robe which had to be forfeited, if he makes use of it, there is an offense of wrong to him. If he thinks that it is more when it is less than six nights, there is an offense of wrong to him. If he is in doubt as to whether it is less than six nights, there is an offense of wrong to him. If he thinks that it is less when it is less than six nights, there is no offense. There is no offense if he is away separated for six nights. If he is away separated for less than six nights. If being away separated for six nights, entering the village boundary and staying there, he departs again there in parentheses. If within six nights the robe is taken away, bestowed, lost, burnt, destroyed, if they tear it from him, if they take it on trust, if there is the agreement of the monks, robe was in parentheses by the way, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. So that was number 29. So normally the monks aren't supposed to be away from their robe. But when there's thieves around, you're allowed to put one of your three robes in a house for up to six days. When the rains, there's special rules for the rains. They know, the thieves know that they get special gift robes at the end of the rains by, uh, people who are going off to war or for various reasons. That's a thing. You ready for number 30? Neither am I, but let's do it. No, I'm ready. Are you ready? He's ready. Forfeiture. Nisakia. 30. Three dots. All right, let's fill in the three dots. At one time, the enlightened one, the Lord, was staying. At Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatapindika's monastery. I am shocked. Not really. Now, at that time, at Savati, robes and food were being prepared for the order by a certain guild, saying, quote, Having offered them food, we will present them with robe material, end quote. Then the group of six monks approached that guild, and having approached, they said to that guild, quote, Sirs, give these robes to us, end quote. Quote, Honored sirs, we will not give. Alms food with robes are, not, are got ready by us every year for the order, end quote. Quote, Sirs, Many are the Order's benefactors. Many are the Order's devotees. We are here, depending on you, looking to you. But if you will not give to us, then who is there who will give to us? Sirs, give these robes to us. End quote. Then that guild, being pressed by the group of six monks, giving the group of six monks as much robe material as was prepared, served the Order with a meal. Those monks who knew that robe material and a meal were prepared for the order and did not know that it was given to the group of six monks, it being in parentheses, spoke thus, quote, Sirs, dedicate robe material to the order, end quote. Quote, honored sirs, there is none. The masters, the group of six monks, appropriated to themselves as much robe material as was prepared. End quote. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the group of six monks knowingly appropriate to themselves an apportioned benefit belonging to the order? End quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you monks 
knowingly appropriated to yourselves an apportioned benefit belonging to the order, end quote. Quote, it is true, Lord, end quote, they said. The enlightened one, the Lord, finally lost his temper and slit their throats. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. My God, these six monks, right? There's got to be a point where, like, a thousand minor infractions should equal defeat, right? Maybe I'm just, I, it's a good thing I'm not the one making the rules, right? Lord Buddha's a little bit more wise than that. Okay, now let's get back, get back to what actually happened, not my weird alternate universe where Buddha finally turns into a Sith Lord. Where were we? <clears throat> the enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, how can you, foolish men, knowingly appropriate to yourselves an apportioned benefit belonging to the order? It is not, foolish men, for pleasing those who are not yet, in parentheses, pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should knowingly appropriate to himself an apportioned benefit belonging to the order... There is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. End quote. Put like a Harley Davidson motor in and like a Honda Elite. The hell? And then he's just driving around in circles, annoying my messing with her. Sorry. Chukong. Whatever means. Ah, heck, let's do it. Whatever means, he who, on account of his relations, on account of his social standing, on account of his name, on account of his clan, on account of his morals, on account of his dwelling, on account of his field of activity, in parentheses, an elder or a novice or one of middle standing, this is called whatever. Uh, monk means. He is a monk because he is a beggar for alms, a monk because he submits to wandering for alms, a monk because he is one who wears the patchwork cloth, a monk by the designation, parentheses of others, and parentheses, a monk on account of his knowledge, on account of his acknowledgement, a monk is called, quote, come, monk. A monk is endowed with going to the three refugees. A monk is auspicious. A monk is the essential. A monk is a learner. A monk is an adept. A monk means one who is endowed with harmony for the order. The, with the resolution at which the motion is put three times and then followed by the decision with actions, parentheses, in accordance with Dhamma and the discipline, and parentheses. With steadfastness with attributes of a man perfected. Whatever monk is endowed with harmony for the order, with the resolution at which the motion is put three times, and then followed by the decision with actions, parentheses, in accordance with Dhamma and the discipline, and parentheses, with steadfastness and the attributes of a man perfected, this one is a monk as understood in this meaning. Thank you, Edward, from the past. He knows me. Yes, anyway, he knows means either he knows by himself or others tell him or someone tells him, someone and him being in parentheses. Belonging to the order means it comes to be given to the order, handed over to, open parentheses, it, closed parentheses. A benefit means the requisites of robes, alms food, lodgings, medicine for the sick, and even a lump of chunam and a toothpick and unwoven thread. Apportioned means it has been expressly said, quote, we will give, we will make, end quote. If he appropriates to himself in the action, there is an offense of wrongdoing. It is to be forfeited on acquisition. It should be forfeited to three dots an individual. And thus monks should it be forfeited. 
quote within quotes, honored sirs, this apportioned benefit belonging to the order, knowingly appropriated by me to myself, is for is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order. End quote within quotes, three dots, open quote within quotes, three dots. The order should give back, three dots. Let the venerable ones give back, three dots. I will give back this benefit to the venerable ones. If he thinks that it was appropriated, if he, if he thinks that it was apportioned when it was apportioned, and, in parentheses, appropriates it to himself, there is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If he is in doubt as to whether it was apportioned, and, in parentheses, appropriates it to himself, there is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it was not appropriate, uh, apportioned when it was apportioned, and, in parentheses, appropriates it to himself, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he appropriates what was apportioned to the order for another, part of the order, part of the, in parentheses, or for a shrine, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he appropriates what was apportioned to a, a shrine for another shrine, or for an order, or for an individual, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he appropriates what was apportioned to an individual for another individual, or for an order, or for a shrine, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it was apportioned when it was not apportioned, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it was not apportioned, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it was not apportioned when it was not apportioned, there is no offense. There is no offense if he himself being asked, quote within quotes, where do we give, end quote within quotes, says, quote within quotes, give wherever your gift would be used or could be mended or should be for a long time or when for you the mind is peaceful. End quote within quotes. If he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. The third division, that on bowls, this is its key. Two on bowls and on medicine, for the reins, the fifth on a gift, oneself, causing to be woven, a special robe, dangerous, and for the order. Venerable ones, recited are the 30 rules for offenses of expiation involving forfeiture. Concerning them, I ask the venerable ones, I hope that you are quite pure in this matter. And a second time I ask, I hope that you are quite pure in this matter. And a third time I ask, I hope that you are quite pure in this matter. The venerable ones are quite pure in this matter, therefore they are silent. Thus do I understand this. Told are the offenses of expiation involving forfeiture. Well, we finished the Nisagia today. So we've done the, uh, the defeats, the Parajika, the Sangha di Sessa, or formal meetings, and the Nisagia. And you know what? I am not sure what comes next. Perhaps you know. Of course, we could Google it, but what's the fun in that? Let's just wait until next episode and see what happens. I hope that my accidental partial nudity just then was not too offensive. For those of you on the podcast, it was worse than you imagine. Okay, well, thank you all for going on this ride with me. And uh, today we, we accomplished something together, so give yourself a pat on the arse and uh you know or wherever and uh 
but not there. Because that is an offense involving a formal meeting. Okay. I will go ahead and close. <clears throat> To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us, and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be at peace.